Extinction is loneliness. You're walking in the forest. With every step, you're being bathed in wafting clouds of terpenes, aromatic volatiles, pheromones, tree sperm, mushroom spores, witch hazel, and lily pollen. All of this invisible to the eye, but viscerally detectable in the nostrils and in the brain, where nature's compounds bind to receptors, waiting with open tendrils for their fix. Here, life is humming, life is binding, making more and more of itself, beckoning with sweet scents to make love in a symbiotic embrace of earthy chemicals and lustful plant life. All this and you, an innocent receiver within this decadent soup. Now, a different scene, 50 million years ago in deep, deep time. Your body is winged, antennae quivering, abdomen poised. You detect my familiar scent on the breeze. It's a spicy, ambrosial elixir, milky warm. It is irresistible. I drop everything and make my way over to you, burying myself in your dusty folds, scooping out your cool nectar chambers into my mouth. You'll feed and immunize my young, and their young, and all those who come after me, and all of this, a highly tuned murmur that you've learned for no one else but me. Our human bodies and the delicate skin of the earth are covered inside and out with a staggering bedlam of microfauna, bacteria, microbes, and fungi that provide an interdependent and complex web of needs to each other and to ourselves. Every millisecond, right now, plants the world over are releasing tons of fructose, amino acids, enzyme, lipids, antibacterials, a whole cocktail of chemicals into the underground rhizosphere. The rhizosphere, that is the mycelium strands that link up entire ecosystems just like the internet. These plant bacterial populations have been exchanging and interacting in this way from anywhere between 140 to 700 million years. Imagine that for a second. It would be as if you had a next door neighbor with whom you had exchanged pastries, cheese, honey, and gossip for 700 million years. Now, despite their tired, bad jokes, that bond, that friendship, that reliance, and the specificity of your interaction is more ancient than continents. Think about this. Birds collect medicinal plants and weave them into their nests so that their oils prevent infestations and boost the immune systems of their young. Soulflies gather terpenes from pine trees and recombine them in their bodies to spray at attacking predators. And then there's the bear, lumbering post-hibernation. When she emerges, she digs up the osha root with her claws and munches on it, and then uses that to disinfect her stomach from intestinal worms and to clean her fur. Pregnant elephants consume tree bark to stimulate birth contractions. Squid fill themselves with bioluminescent bacteria to blend in with the stars and moon at night, camouflaging them from predators. As I said before, 
all of these tightly woven interdependencies, all of these enmeshed intelligences break down our notions of species barriers. It's a messy, chaotic, beautiful, symbiotic world. So what happens when millions of years of codependent feedbacks and relationships just vanish? What happens if you go to that 400 million year old neighbor's door and it flaps open on the wind, empty inside? Silence, thundering in a dead home. Extinction is loneliness. I can see it no other way. How else would the beetle, the acacia ant, the bacteria, the salmon experience the absence of part of themselves to have your song be greeted forever by no one, to have nobody left to come visit you, to have nobody who will carry your delicate powdery seeds from one place to the next. This is heartbreak. This is an outstretched hand waiting millennia for anyone to greet its soft, warm flesh. When we understand the stories and the deep relationships that lie behind abstract terms like biodiversity and ecosystems, we begin to perceive what is being lost. We have all known at some point in our lives the feeling of shattering loneliness. We all know what it's like not to be met, not to be seen, not to feel like there is anybody out there. Now imagine that into infinity. Imagine having to reshape your entire body just to take on the form of some new world, but that world keeps shifting so quickly, it keeps changing at such breakneck speed that you simply can't keep up. And so you fade away as well. You disappear. And so will all those who relied on you. This is what extinction is. This is species die-off. This is what we are enabling by encroaching deeper and deeper, building roads and high-rises, feeding our incessant lust for controlled inputs, tightening the noose around the neck of life. Absence, invisibility, a silent death of a million cuts. Imagine now a planet of hollow shapes shapes that once held unimaginable forms of life, shapes designed to entice, feed, procreate, generate, shapes that hold the negative empty space of what no longer is. An orchid's womb carved into the shape of the female honeybee who used to come visit. Nothing of the extinct bee remains, but we can detect its ghost from the shape of the orchid who herself is slowly dying unfertilized and solitary in a forest grove. There will be collective amnesia, and there is already a shifting baseline syndrome. New generations will be blinded to what has been lost for the innocent reason that they never knew it. A tree farm looks like a healthy forest for those who have never stepped foot in old growth. A silent sunrise is just another sunrise for those who never knew the symphony of birdsong. And perhaps this is better. Perhaps the less we know of what's been lost, the less we will suffer grief. And yet, 
And yet I cannot help but intuit that our bodies remember and our bodies know. Our body know our bodies know what it feels like to be inside of a climax, vividly generative, overflowingly generous ecosystem. Our bodies know what it's like to be bathed in life's exclamations and cabaret of pheromones. We know. We know. So let's remember what extinction really is. Let's remember what it feels like to those who are dying. Let's bring it closer to home, envelop it in our arms, and promise not on my watch. Let's be the one who take on the old shapes, the new shapes, pouring ourselves into the voids of extinction, the cognition of our fleshy bodies and synapses, fusing again to make entirely new million-year dependencies. And let's remember, we are good company for those who are still here, and they want to know who and what we are.